Hi guys, welcome back to the Let's Talk podcast with me, your host Sagaka. We're back again with another guest episode, which you guys have been waiting for. So thank you so much for being patient. And also guys, happy, happy new year to all of my listeners. For me personally, the start of the year is always like the toughest time in terms of like planning, writing down my goals and like what I really want to have achieved by the end of 2022. And while doing that, I've realized I actually barely get anything done. Like in the month of Jan, especially, I get nothing done. It's because I'm still, you know, it's still the it's fresh in the new year. I'm still getting used to the vibes and everything. But if you're feeling like that, trust me, you're not alone at all. You don't have to have it all sorted at the first day or like the first month. So if you're feeling like that, don't worry, take your time. Don't rush it. You'll feel so, so, so much better. And also, guys, I absolutely love reading your messages on Instagram. So shoot me a DM. Tell me how your New Year's was and what your goals are for 2022, because we're all in this together. With that being said, today on the show, we have with us Abby Stasier, who is a health and life coach, here to give you all the knowledge about living a diet-free, sustainable, and healthy lifestyle. She has mastered the act of discipline, customized strategy, and mindset support to help people like us thrive. So if you're ready to start making some healthy changes or simply want some mindset tips to get started with, we have it all covered in today's episode with Abby. So let's dive right into this episode because I have a lot of questions I am curious to know about. Hi, Abby. Thank you so much for being with us here today. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Of course. And guys, I wanted to let you know that we have been planning this episode for, I think, over a month now. But with work and the time difference, it was just so hard to make it work. But I'm so excited that we're finally here together to have a chat and answer all your guys' questions. So I'll be getting right into it. Tell us more about you, your background, where you grew up, and who is Abby for people who don't know you? Yes, y'all. I'm so excited to be here. I'm originally from upstate New York in the Albany area, but I'm living in New York City right now. Love living in New York. I think if you ever have the opportunity to live in Manhattan, you totally should. It it teaches you a lot. And you know what? You might have to deal with some. It's the busy lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. It is busy. It's loud. There's bugs. But you know what? You you learn a lot about yourself for sure in, in the process. So I'm in New York right now because I'm getting my master's at Columbia University and I'm getting my master's in nutrition and exercise physiology and I'm working to become a registered dietitian. And in, in addition to that, in addition to going to school full time, I also run my health and life coaching company. I've been doing that for almost four years and it's great. I mean, we help we've helped hundreds of people all over the world across four different continents develop a healthy lifestyle that they can actually sustain. And I named my company Be About Being Better because I want to help people live a better, healthier, more vibrant life so that they can make a better impact and a, a wider impact with what they want to do. But I find that people can't live a better life because their health is holding them back. So I'm a health and life coach future registered dietitian, but right now I'm a health and life coach and people can't even get into my life coaching programs without first optimizing their health. I think it's so important to start there first because then you'll feel more energized. You'll feel more confident. You'll have solid routines, mental clarity, all of those things so that you can use that towards your life goals 
and move the needle. No, I completely agree. People want to make that mindset shift, but they don't realize how important it is to start with a sustainable, healthy lifestyle first. And that's why I was looking through your Instagram to get a better idea of like how your journey started. And you've been on the journey from like diets, workouts, to going back to square one, not having things working out. And then you just get frustrated and you're like, okay, wait, what am I doing wrong? And I think girls, especially in our teenage years, we've been through it. I've been through it in my high school phase where you try all those diets and you're working out seven days a week and stuff. But then for some reason, it's just, it doesn't work out. So how was that process like for you? And like, how did you come back stronger from it? Oh yeah. I mean, I ended up in the hospital from over-exercising. It was horrible. I mean, so I'll go back to when I was in college. I Before college, I was a ballet dancer and I went to college for dance at first and dance was my life. And I was dancing like 30, 40 hours a week. It was, it was insane. I didn't have to worry about what I ate because I was constantly working it off. And I grew up with a slender body type and that's just how it was. But when I got to college, I knew that things were going to change. I wasn't going to have the same exercise routine. Um, Things were going to be different. And so I needed to, I did everything I could to try and prevent the freshman 15. So I would work out excessively. And in between my classes, I'd be going back to my room and doing ab workouts or cardio things. And I would go to my dance classes and go to the gym before or after. Like it was insane. So that eventually sent me to the hospital because I ended up having horrible chest pains. Like I I couldn't breathe and they take chest pain really seriously. And it was over exercising and just exerting myself too much. I had strained all of the muscles in between my ribs, all of my intercostal muscles. So that forced me to take a step back and be like, what am I doing? I'm barely eating, exercising way too much. All for what? I I don't feel good. So then I took, you know, a lot of time off and just tried to enjoy college and live the life. But then I got to a point where I wasn't taking care of myself at all. I wasn't eating anything nutritious. I just totally swung the other way and I wasn't practicing any healthy habits. And my grades started to slip. My relationship was falling apart. I had no energy. I was breaking out. Periods were horrible. No mental clarity. Like I was tired all the time. It was it was a horrible experience. So whether I was like trying to be healthy or trying to, you know, just live my life, neither were working for me. And the breaking point for me was when I went out with my bunch of you know, my friends and my roommates on a Saturday night. We got all dressed up and we took a bunch of photos. And then Sunday morning, I was looking through all of our photos because you know you got to take a million of them. So I'm scrolling through yeah. <laughs> which one to post on Instagram. And I'm like, nope, 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 fat, fat, fat. I can't post any of these. And that's when I I just clued in. I'm like, oh my gosh. I turned like the brightness off of my phone and I just was in my dorm room bed like, is it always going to be like this? Am I always going to be so nitpicky and self-deprecating towards myself? And like, you know, having looking at these photos take me back to the moment of taking the photo where I felt like my clothes were fitting too tight. I was comparing myself to my friends and I just, it looked like we were having so much fun in the photos, but I knew exactly what was going through my head and I really wasn't confident in myself at all. So that's what got me to be like, okay, I need to invest in help. I've been trying to do this on my own for so long. I really need a coach that's going to help me figure out 
I've been on one end of the spectrum where I'm doing it too much. I've gone the other way and I gained 15 pounds and that didn't make me feel good either. There's got to be a way to meet myself in the middle and have a healthy lifestyle be easier and have it feel better. And I just realized I couldn't do that and make that healthy lifestyle happen alone. That guidance sometimes is all that you need because once you realize you've been on both sides, you're like, wait, because that's that's one point where people are like, okay, I give up. I'm just going to accept my situation for what it is. And you start to think that feeling pity for yourself and feeling sad for yourself is just how it's going to be. But that's actually not how it is. And I'm glad you're telling us this right now because there's so many of my friends too, like after pictures and like they're not, they're looking good, but they're like, wait, no, nah, I'm not going to post anything. I don't like how I am. So I think that's a very good point that you touched upon. And definitely freshman 15 is something I want to talk about because that's something I experienced, my friends experienced. But definitely that's a point where like you feel really low. But how do you get yourself back mm -hmm. up? Is it through new workout routines or like changing your eating habits or just maybe changing your the way you think about the whole situation? Like what helped you in your situation? It's probably all of it. I think if I were to just say, you need to change your workout plan or you just need to clean up your nutrition, that, that wouldn't really help anyone. And I think you would find yourself falling into the same pitfalls. You would probably follow a very restrictive diet or cut out all of your carbs, realize that's not sustainable. So then you swing the other way because any form of restriction isn't going to work. The same thing with exercise. You're going to approach exactly. exercise where you know, you're burning off your calories or you you can't eat because you haven't gone to the gym that day and it just becomes a really toxic cycle. So I think you have to change your mindset and how you approach a healthy lifestyle. You have to, even if you gain the freshman 15, which also when you go to college, you're in a totally different like environment and place in your life. You're getting older, your hormones are changing. It's natural to gain weight. You do gain Nash, weight naturally exactly. as you get older. So it's okay if your body changes. We're not meant to be in the same body that we were when we were in high school. So we have to first love and appreciate ourselves for where we are right now and also set goals to better ourselves. And you have to have both simultaneously. You have to try and love and accept yourself for where you are right now and also have goals to improve yourself outside of weight loss goals, by the way. I really don't think that I would set goals around health behaviors, drinking more water, getting in movement, journaling, prioritizing sleep. Just getting in touch with yourself more. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like weight loss is not a health behavior. You actually want to focus on the habits. So when you set goals or when you love and appreciate yourself where you are and you're setting those goals around health behaviors or healthy habits, that allows you to approach those healthy habits through this lens of, I love and appreciate myself. I respect my body. I'm going to nourish myself. I'm going to honor my body so that you don't approach those healthy habits out of force or in a restrictive way or out of a punishment. So when you approach those healthy habits in a different way through this lens of self-love, you end up doing things that care for yourself and you end up just having a lifestyle that's more sustainable because it's more gentle. You give yourself more grace. And in that way, it's more sustainable. It's not perfect, but you're able to be consistent. And there really is a difference there. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually one thing that I've noticed in different areas of life where you give something love, whether that's like studying or like 
you know, your body, whatever, you give it love, it's going to give love back to you. But if you start approaching it with a negative attitude and you're like, nah, I'm not, I don't want to do this or I hate this, it's going to give the same energy back to you. Mm-hmm. And that's just the shift of your mind. And the more you can apply that to more areas, the more you're going to start seeing a change, a positive change too. So definitely, I've started doing that recently and it has helped. Definitely yeah. helped. Oh, that's so it's, it's a big one. Definitely. I think I think people have to let go of perfectionism. And if you're nervous about gaining the freshman 15, you're probably worried about like not being perfect and things changing. But I think we have to focus more on just trying to be consistent and meet ourselves where we are each day versus being perfect. And the way I describe the difference is if you're stuck in that perfectionist mindset, you're either if you're driving in a car, it's like you're have your foot on the gas and you're flooring through a green light or you're completely stopped and you're at a red light. You're doing all the things for your health or you're realizing that you can't keep up with that so you're doing absolutely nothing. So instead, being consistent with a healthy lifestyle is like driving through a school zone. You might be going a little bit slower, but you're still moving forward. So it's about doing something for your health every day, something to care for yourself even when you know it's not realistic to do everything. It's those tiny differences every day that actually lead to big impacts, right? Big changes. But I'm actually really curious to know more about how you kind of rewired your brain to go from, okay, listen, right now nothing's Mm -hmm. working out for me to like, I have so much confidence to start my own academy. Like, how did that happen? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I can definitely talk you through the journey of starting my business, but but first it, I had to make some internal shifts and it really started from me diving into personal development. I started listening to podcasts. I started reading personal development books. So I would suggest for anyone that that's at the beginning of their journey, um, start listening to some podcasts that you like. I mean, I started with the Shalene show with Shalene Johnson, but there are so many other podcasts out there. I love my friend Sarah's podcast, her vibe is pretty. This let's talk about it. This is a great place to start. So if you're already into the podcast game, you you know there are so many, so many great podcasts out there. Books. I think Atomic Habits is a great place to start by James Clear. You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero is also a great place to start. But you you got to do something. You got to like be taking in a new perspective from people that have already figured it out people that have that perspective and that different mindset. And you just, you got to change your thinking. It's also important that you're journaling and that you're setting some affirmations for yourself and thinking about, okay, if I'm at point A, but I want to be at point B, I don't like where I am or who I am or what my thoughts are at point A. I want to be at point B. You have to kind of flesh out what does point B look like? If I was more confident, if I did have more positive thoughts, if I was healthier, if I was more consistent, what would that look like and what would that feel like? Get really clear on that and then start writing that down now in the present tense and be like, I'm so grateful that I'm comfortable in my own skin. I'm so grateful to be making X amount of dollars. That's literally us manifesting. People don't realize it. That's you creating (laughs) your reality, literally. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's all, it's all manifestation. So that's really what you need to focus on. And that allows you to change your energy and like you become an energetic match for your goals. Like you end up the things that are happening in your life or the things that you're an energetic frequency for, or the things that you have like, um, an energetic max or an energetic minimum. Like if you find, for example, that you, 
can pay off your credit card, but then it always ends up creeping back up to the same amount. Or you make so much money, but it always, the balance always in your checking account gets down to zero, or you have a negative balance and you're always, you always find yourself overdrawn. It's like, well, you have some sort of energetic frequency, like what you allow is what will continue. So you have to raise that energetic minimum, raise that energetic maximum. And the way you do that is from really fleshing out, okay, this is where I want to be. If, how would it feel if I hit these goals, maybe name five or so emotions, I hit my goals, I'd feel more confident, I'd feel free, I'd have more joy. You know, I don't know, I'd, I'd feel happier, I feel more at peace, whatever it is. How can you cultivate those emotions today where you are at point A outside of hitting that goal? Like what kind of raises your vibration? And that's what you have to tap yeah. into and be like, okay, wait, what actually raises my vibration? What makes mm-hmm. me happy? Is it like watching a movie on a Friday night or going out with friends mm-hmm. or just maybe like, hanging out with my dog or something, you know, like you need to tap in to see what kind of makes you happy and raises the vibration. And then thinking from that energy, it's transformational. It, it helps so much. It yes. helps so much. And it allows you to think you think about like what you want and not what other people are expecting you to. And that's honestly how I shifted to starting my business. I mean, oh my I was on track to go to medical school. I come from a very medical family. Every and I took the MCAT twice. Oh my god. I was ready to go to medical school. Oh yeah. And my family was shocked when I said, Hey, I know my application's all geared up and ready to go. I'm about to take the MCAT again for a third time to try and increase my score. Um, but I'm not doing it. And I actually invested all of my savings to start my business. They're like, What business? What? Who did you give your credit card to on the internet? Yeah. Anyway, it was crazy. And my family was like, You've just gone rogue. And But for me, I just, it took me a while to get there and it was definitely the scariest decision, but I had such a strong intuitive feeling that that was the right thing for me to do. And it wasn't aligning for so long to to go to medical school. And I ended up reading the personal development book, High Performance Habits by Brennan Burchard. He's one of my favorite personal development gurus. And so I read his book, High Performance Habits, and his book was great because it allows you to take an assessment in the beginning. What are Where do you rank in, in his six high performance habits? And I was lowest in like clarity and I was lowest in courage. And I was like, this makes sense because I have no clarity on what I would do with my career if it wasn't medical school. And I have no courage to stand up to my parents. And tell them that I didn't want Wait, to go to medical school. Wait, how did that shift happen then? How did that shift happen? Because one thing I realized is whatever your purpose is, it will come back to you in different ways. Like if you're not meant to go to med school, you will not go to med school. But like, how did everything just align perfectly for you then? Like how did all just make sense? Yeah. So I, I think I reached my breaking point. So I knew that I lacked clarity and I lacked courage and I went on vacation to visit some family that live in San Francisco. So I was in California and I was in Muir Woods with all the redwood trees. Are you familiar with Muir Woods? I'm still getting used to the Bay Area. I'm telling you, like my friends keep telling me this is San Francisco, this is Sacramento. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm getting used to it. All right. No worries at all. Well, in San Francisco, there's this whole like park of huge redwood trees. I mean, these are trees that have been like historic, famous trees that have been there for years and years and years. And some of these trees have huge trunks and they're just really tall. So anyway, there were some trees at this park that huge trunks straight up. You could just tell they were really healthy trees and they'd been there for a while and they had the greatest access to sunlight. 
then there were some trees that were so decrepit and twisted and like trying to fold and mold themselves to like weave through the other trees and the branches to try and get access to a little bit of sunlight because trees need sunlight for the, that's their nutrients. Right. And I just started crying when I was in this like field of trees, because I'm like, I feel like this decrepit, twisted tree right now where I really want to be like this tree that is on the path of oh least resistance has so much abundance to act like just to stand up tall and to have the greatest access to sunlight, happiness, and abundance. But I feel like I'm having to bend over backwards to just try and get access to a little bit of happiness. And I was putting myself in pain. And honestly, it was that visual that got me to see, I can't keep living like this. I can't keep living my life for other people. And it was a really powerful moment. So I actually wrote my whole personal statement for Columbia to get into grad school on that moment. Because that's where I knew I can't go to medical school. It just wasn't aligning. So since then, I started to get into journaling and really focus on, okay, where do I want to be? What does that feel like? How can I reverse engineer? So I did a lot of time journaling. I did a lot of time praying. I got super close with my faith. Um, and I've always been like, I grew up Catholic. I think I was always a religious person. But for me at that point, I was like, this is not about religion. This is about me having a relationship with a higher power and feeling like I'm guided. I have these gifts, I have these talents. I'm here for on a mission, on a purpose. And I feel like I'm just kind of trying to put myself in a box, trying to go to med school when I know that that's not aligning for me. I'm meant to do something bigger. And honestly, if I went to med school, I, I wouldn't be talking with you today. Like, you wouldn't so be. I'm so oh happy my God. Yeah. So long story short, I ended up diving into journaling and praying and meditating and really just trying to get quiet. When you have these, like I'll kind of walk everyone through an exercise right now, you know, to get in touch with your intuition and what you're really feeling outside of expectations of other people, you have to tune those people out and you have to like almost get out of your own head and into your body because you're probably thinking too much with your logical brain and talking yourself out of stuff where you need to just to your body and what's your intuition telling you. And if you ask your, if you get quiet and you ask yourself some yes or no questions, you'll start to feel um, different feelings in your body that will give you different signs of where you should go. And I know this might sound a little woo woo, but it was told to me around this time in my life and it really, really helped. So first I was told, okay, ask yourself some obvious yes questions. Is my name Abby? Like, am I from upstate New York? Like, did I go to Dickinson College in Pennsylvania? Yes, yes, yes. Like all of those things that I started to feel like an expansiveness feeling in my chest and like really open. Some people feel more of something in their stomach, whatever it is. Like you start to feel more of expansiveness when the answer is yes. And when the answer is no, like, am I a man? Like, did I not go to college? Am I from Colorado? Like you start to like kind of feel, even though it's slight, you feel this contraction or tightness in your chest or stomach area. So I would just encourage everyone to get quiet, start meditating and asking yourself these obvious yes or no questions to get in your body and feel, okay, what does a yes feel like? What does a no feel like? And that's when I, I started meditating and getting in touch with my intuition and these feelings in this way at this time. So then I asked myself, like, is med school the right path for me? 
and overwhelming this like contraction feeling was like, no, no, no. Is it something else? Yes. And when I was on the phone about to invest in my business with, you know, a business coach and I found him online, I don't know how I ended up on his email list, but I did. And so I ended up signing up with a business coach. And I remember asking like, is this the right next step for me? Should I invest my savings in this? And I just felt this expansiveness feeling and I knew what it felt like. So I was like, this means yes, I need to follow this. And it was amazing. I mean, it took off. We, you know, more than doubled our investment and my, my first three weeks of business, it oh just took off. We have people applying for our programs every single day. I have a team three that helps me coach our clients and, you know, make sure people are getting through the application process. And I love what I do and clients are seeing success. It's amazing. So I'm excited. to keep- That's the most important part. That's the most important part, actually loving what you're doing. Yeah. And wait, is that why, is that why people say like when you're hanging out with a certain group of people or like you're just doing something, always tap into how you're feeling mm-hmm. rather than just like thinking of it or like thinking about the situation, but like actually how you feel after hanging out with those people. Yeah, definitely. Because that's something that I need to start doing more too then, definitely. Mm-hmm. Because your thoughts are, are very habitual. The thoughts that come up for you or because you're just thinking them a lot. Like, you know, if you have poor body image, you're probably thinking, oh, my thighs, oh, I'm so bloated. Oh, look at my arms. Those are the thoughts that are going through your head. So it's not that we can't trust our thoughts, but I think we have to question our thoughts and almost be more in tune with our feelings because our mind can can really lie to us based on just, are we just having these thoughts because we're habitually having these thoughts? You know what yeah. I mean? So I think we have to question those, question those beliefs and get more in touch with how we feel and follow that intuitively. Like if you're around a group of friends and you're all out to dinner and you're like, mm, like everyone's drinking so much and I, this doesn't feel aligning to me. I just feel off for some reason. You can still have love for your friends, but they might not be the best friend group for you if you want to grow and develop yourself into another phase. So many of my clients have helped them move away from toxic friendships because they've just grown out of it and it's hard Mm -hmm. to walk away but it's important to it's important to do that when you need to yeah no completely agree now that we're actually talking more about your academy being about being better academy tell me more about that about your clients and how has it been going for you when did you start and like what were the ups and downs and like how did you kind of put it together in one Yeah. So I think having a coach, I will always have a coach in every area of my life, whether it's a health coach or a business coach. Or just a mentor even, right? Oh, 100%. You need need somebody in your life, someone that's like already figured it out. So for me, I'm so happy that I hired a business coach because they helped me with like, how do you market yourself? Like what do Mm -hmm. clients need? How do you structure a 90-day program? So ever since then, I've kind of gotten a blueprint, but I've been in business now for almost four years. Like everything is my own now. And it was nice to have that jumping off point, but now we've just been perfecting the programs. And so the Be About Being Better Academy was my first signature program, but now we've expanded. Now we have five different coaching programs that we oh, offer. Wow. We have a quiz that you can take. So head to the link in my bio, both on Instagram and TikTok and take our quiz, see which one of our programs could be for you. And the quiz is really fun. You can kind of, you know, see based on your goals and how much time you have, how much you want to invest in yourself. We have, you know, things at all different price points that can help you and even free options too. So, but it's all centered around, okay, if I'm busy, if I'm a high achieving person, I know I have big dreams for myself, but I feel like my health is holding me back or I can't be consistent with healthy habits and I don't want to diet and I don't want to like 
you know, crash diet. I don't want to over, I want to do this in a sustainable way. How do I do that? Even though I'm so busy. And so that's what we do. We help really busy, high achieving people weave healthy habits into their busy lifestyle. And we've found that people aren't successful with a healthy lifestyle because they've tried to do a plan that is missing one or more of these three things, either a customized plan, a mindset support, or accountability. So if you're looking at like Weight Watchers, for example, you might have some accountability and some community with going to the meetings, but it's not really a customized strategy because they have you on this point system that isn't sustainable for the long term. And are oh, they really giving mindset support to work through mm. excuses, self-sabotaging behaviors, limiting beliefs, your mindset and relationship with food, so many different things. So, and that's just nutrition. It's not focused on exercise or stress management, your sleep, water intake. It's just taking into account that. So you're not getting customized plans. It's not holistic. You're not getting any mindset support. So it's not going to work. You really do need all three of those components. You need customized strategies that are going to work for you, nutrition, exercise, and your lifestyle and other healthy habits too. You need mindset support, like I said, to help you through those excuses, limiting beliefs, yeah. your those are big ones. behaviors. Yeah. And just work through any roadblocks. And then you also need accountability and community. You can't do it alone. And you need someone that's not a friend, a significant other or family member, someone that's external to help push you and to help encourage you on those days and to really be that like-minded community for you that you might not have in your circle of friends or in your family. And someone who doesn't judge either, because yes. that's something people are too scared about. Like, oh, wait, what if she judges exactly. me? People are afraid yeah. to like order the burger and another glass of wine at the restaurant yeah. because they're like, oh my gosh, I'm nervous, but my friends are going to think they all got salads. I should be getting the salad. And it's like, no, if you want the burger, eat the yeah. burger. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what we do for people. Our programs have all three of those components where you're getting that customized plan, the mindset support, the daily accountability, the community, and optimizing your health in that way will help you live a better life. And we're constantly taking in client feedback to make our programs better. So what you see today is likely not what you're going to see tomorrow because we're constantly revamping our programs to make them better, but it's all a product of experience. Yeah. What they're saying. We're just trying to make everything better. <laughs> just with this conversation, just with this conversation, I'm realizing that it's not just one thing when people talk about like, okay, I want to get fit or I want to get healthy. It's not just one thing. It's like different pillars, right? Like mindset goes with health and then accountability goes with health too. And just having someone you can talk to as well. So like, what does the day in the life of Gabby look like? Like how hard is it to sustain all of these areas together alongside school, of course, because that's a big one. So how is it working for you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it works great because I don't do everything for my health every single day and I've let that go. Being, having a sustainable, healthy lifestyle does not mean that you are checking all the boxes every single day. I do not work out every single day. Um, I don't even get formal exercise in every week where I'm going to the gym. I really do strive for that to get at least three workouts in. But for me, it's less about getting formal exercise in and more about moving my body. Right. So it's not I'm about feeling good about it, too. Exactly, exactly. And using like approaching exercise in a way where it's empowering. And I, I love to lift because I feel strong and it feels good and it's good for my mental health and it's a stress reliever versus I need to burn off all these calories. So I shift my mindset there. So a sustainable, healthy lifestyle is when you do things that feel good for you 
And I'm very picky about my routines. I only do the things that make me feel good. And I am able to prioritize knowing my schedule. Okay. I can't do everything for my health, but what's like something that I can do. And when I don't have a lot of times, what are the few things that I could weave in that would allow me to feel my best each day? So honestly, there are some days where I'm so busy. Number one, I'm thank goodness that I meal prepped and I got a few meals or Hey, if I meal prep for whatever reason, at least I have a couple snacks that I can turn to. Let me just today focus more on hitting my water goals so I can stay hydrated and prioritize sleep. And that's it. Um, so for me, I guess a day in the life I wake up, um, I always make my bed and drink some water in the morning that always just helps me reset. And I feel like that's my first accomplishment of the day is making my bed. And also because it's always the background of my zoom, (laughs) I always got to make my bed, um, you know, studio apartment in Manhattan props. And then I sit down and I journal, I do my affirmations. I you know, write down what I'm grateful for. I get my schedule ready for the day and my main to do's, all of those sorts of things. So I kind of prioritize my day. If it's a workout day for me where I am going to the gym, I'll do that in the morning. I love a morning workout and I always keep my workouts to about 20, 30 minutes. You can yeah, get short and sweet. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Yes, yep. exactly. And then I always loop in a podcast or some music, something that while I'm getting ready, I'm hyping myself up and I just feel like the main character. I normally have breakfast, I normally have meal prep, uh, meal prepped breakfast. So I'll eat that as I am uh, getting ready or right after. And then I'm on Zoom. My days normally start at nine. And throughout the day, I'm I built in breaks. Sometimes I can go for a walk. If it wasn't a workout day, I'll try and get some movement in. Even if I can't get up because I have so many back-to-back coaching calls or Zoom meetings, I'll even just stretch a little bit at my desk to reset my energy, always making sure to drink water throughout the day. But I always try and at least get away from my screen and stand up for my desk at least once every hour because you just get visual fatigue and you burn out that way if you're just go, go. You have to take a step back. You have to um, give your give yourself a break. And then my evening routine is, it's a combination. It's partly, what do I need to do to prep for tomorrow to make my mo- morning routine easier? Laying out my journal, laying out my workout. Just to help plan things too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then what do I do to bookend my day as far as self-care to wind down? So maybe if, if that's a face mask, last night I painted my nails, um, or is it just a shower, regular skincare routine, and then going to bed or reading a book, whatever it is. So I'll do something to bookend my day that isn't around eating and isn't around work and isn't around screen time. Really the last hour before I go to bed, I try and not do any of those things because that can really sabotage your sleep. So for anyone that's listening to this right now and they want to develop a solid morning and evening routine, just know it doesn't have to take a lot of time and it doesn't have to be a whole long list of things that you check off. I would start with first, what are the three emotions that you want to feel walking into the first commitment of your day? Do you want to feel energized, confident, at peace, put together, not rushed? How do you want to feel? And then Think about, okay, what could I do in the morning that would actually allow me to feel that way? Make me feel those. Right. And if it's a workout, great, do that. And maybe what type of workout? Is it yoga? Is it a hit workout? Is it a run? 
Um, is it journaling or meditation? Is it having a cup of tea? Is it a podcast, reading a book versus listening to music? I, I don't know exactly what it is. Pick a few things that would actually generate those emotions. And then your evening routine becomes, okay, what do I need to do in the evening to make my morning easier so that I can automatically do that? What can I lay out? What can I set up so that I'm ready to go in the morning so that I can feel how I want to feel starting my day? Just pick a few things and start there and know that the order matters. I have some clients that will be like, I really want to meditate or I really want to journal, but I, I have to work out before because I'm too tired. So they have to work out and then they journal and they meditate. But I have some clients that are like, well, it's actually better for my energy if I meditate or journal as I'm kind of getting more awake to wake myself up. And then I go to the gym and I just feel more awake and energized there. And I just ride that high. So yeah. you got to follow the energy and see what makes you feel best. If you know I'm such a research person. So I'm like, always like, what's the data? Like if your morning routine doesn't work or you feel rushed, like don't see it as a failure, take it all as feedback. And that will allow you to see like, okay, if I know how I want to feel, is my morning evening routine actually allowing myself to feel that way? And if it is great, and if it's not, then just take that as feedback and adjust. I think a lot of this is also trial and error. So some days you actually try a morning routine. It doesn't work out. You're like, okay, wait, I actually need to switch some things up. And then the next day is better than the first. And all of it is a learning, right? You just try and you see, okay, this works out. This does not work out. Let me switch it up. And it's a process. It's a routine on its own too, because you have fun with it also. So I did an Instagram poll like last week sometime. And I just asked my listeners to like, just talk about some things that they want to have more knowledge about. And one of the few topics that came a lot were intermittent fasting. So that's the first thing I want to talk to you about. And like, if you've done it in the past and what your views are on it, and if you would recommend so it So I will preface this by saying I am not as up to date on the latest literature on intermittent fasting as I am on the ketogenic diet, but I know at least enough about inter intermittent fasting to know that um, I do not recommend it, um, especially for women. With us in our hormone cycles, we need consistent nutrients. And I think it's just a really fancy, fancy way to be starving yourself. Most The effects of fasting or intermittent fasting are normally from people cutting their calories and being at a deficit because of the restrictive eating window, not because of the fact that you're fasting and you're giving your body a break. Your body naturally has a break when when you sleep. So if you're just not trying to eat or drink anything too much, like an hour before bed, you're probably fine and you don't need to fast. Um, if you're realizing that you have some sort of gut health condition, your bowel movements aren't normal, you have excessive bloating, like I went had a ton of gut health issues, I would just suggest to see a doctor and get some professional support there. I don't think intermittent fasting is your answer. Right, exactly. And I think mm -hmm. people are seeing effects in weight loss just because they're at a caloric deficit, not because of the effects of fasting. Exactly. I did not realize how intermittent fasting worked. It's just because I saw it all over the internet. And I was like, okay, let me try it. And I did in high school. And yes, it did work. But that's also because like I was training my mind to be like, okay, wait, it has to work because I'm not eating as much. And I think at the time I tried the 16 mm -hmm. to yeah. 8 window, I think. But it just wouldn't align with my cycle. But I still tried to just force it in somehow because I was like, okay, wait, I'm going to school. I need to study at night. How am I going to make it work? But I just tried to make it work somehow. And yes, it helped with weight loss. But then I gained that 
weight back again. Yes. In and like most two people end up gaining so, more weight back than where they started. Exactly. Exactly. So definitely for me personally, it just did not my work. My question then. is, you yeah. know, for people that are like, oh, it worked for me. It's like, well, is it still working? Did, were you able to keep the weight off? Like my thing is if you gained the weight back or you gained more weight back, did that, that clearly didn't work for you, right? Like, So trust yeah. me, there are other ways. Your body wants fuel. Um, there are other ways to eat healthy. You don't need to be fasting or starving yourself or restricting yourself in any way. Agreed. And what's your take on the 80-20 rule where you, when you eat a meal, it's like you have to be 80% full and 20% not so full. So like not a hundred percent because apparently people say when you're like a hundred percent full, you feel more tired and you just want to take a nap after. And like the 80-20 rule where like 80% I'm full, but 20% I still have some space. So that's interesting. I've actually never heard that when I refer to the 80-20 rule with my clients, I'm like, I use that as 80% of the time, you should try and be having whole, clean, fresh foods, not processed items, but 20% of the time. I see what you mean. Have whatever you want. It's okay if it's ultra processed or whatever it is. So, because we got to live our lives, you know, all those things. So the 80-20 rule that you're talking about, I think we have a habit in society where people have this like, you know, finishing their plate syndrome. They feel this urge to finish everything on their plate, even though they feel full, they take their themselves past the point of fullness. So I think you have to be in touch with your hunger and fullness cues to know when you feel satisfied and just know it takes about when you start eating, it takes about 20 minutes for your body to catch up. So if you're gobbling a meal in so fast and you're eating so quickly or you're eating in a stressed state or just on the go, shoveling in a protein bar on your way to class, like you're not really in touch with your hunger cues and your fullness cues so you have to give yourself that that 20 minutes and you need to actually like slow your body down, be in touch with yourself. And I don't think you have to stop eating like when you feel like, okay, I still have something left in the tank. I think it's more about when you feel right good now, you feel and you're good like, okay, and I'm you feel done. satisfied. Yeah. And, you know, even if you have one more bite left, if you feel good, you know, not releasing the pressure to finish that and not eating so fast. And when you eat in a stressed state, when you're eating on the go and things like that, you don't digest as well because you don't secrete as much digestive enzymes and enough stomach acid. So that can lead people to have a lot of adverse GI symptoms and bloating and feeling tired because you're not digesting your food as well. And so any way that you can slow your body down, not be distracted, and not be in a stressed state when you're eating, it will be easier for you to be in touch with your hunger cues and your fullness cues to know when you should appropriately stop eating. You don't want to do that. And I would say we want to stay away from having like as many food rules as possible because we're so used to that with diet culture. I think we have to try and let those go and not trying to be in an 80-20 rule in that regard, but just trying to be in touch with when am I satisfied. Got that. And Avi, lastly, what is your best piece of advice to our listeners listening right now who want to start their health and fitness journey, just want to get on track with their mindset, tips, and things like that? What's one piece of advice you'd like to give them? Ooh, this is such a good question. It's a big one. I have so so many little nuggets of advice. Um, Hmm. I think, well, there's so many directions I could go. I think it would be 
best for people to not try and go at this journey alone and to enlist in help and realizing that getting support is is wisdom. It's it it's not a sign of weakness. I find that a lot of high achievers are nervous to invest in themselves, especially if they're like pre-med or they want to go into the health professions. They're like, yeah, I should yeah. I'm smart. I should be able to figure this out already. But just because you don't have to exactly, do it all alone. Exactly. And diet culture is so strong. The pulls are so strong. You don't know if you're being pulled the right way or the wrong way. So getting that external non-judgmental support can be so helpful on your journey. And I think if I could give up another piece of advice, starting small with those small, tangible action steps, doing something when you know you can't do everything for your health and just releasing the guilt of not being able to do everything and giving yourself more grace will help you in the long run. And I think those small little steps every it doesn't just apply to health and nutrition specifically. It's like if you want to learn anything about any area of life you want to learn more into, just start small and you will start to see changes. Exactly, exactly. Okay, to wrap it up, I want to ask you a few fun questions. It's just my way of saying goodbye and thank you. Are you All ready right, let's questions? go. Okay, for the first one. Okay, so you have to answer these in, in five no! seconds or less. Okay. 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 What's your go-to Ooh, vacation Cancun, spot? Cancun, Mexico. We, I went there all the time growing up. Okay. We're, we might go to Cabo Hi. this spring break, actually. Let's see. Yeah. Who is your biggest fitness influence? Shalene Johnson, for sure. And I know she worked with Beachbody, but she's gotten away from that, and I really like her philosophies now. What's your most accurate personality accurate? trait? I am, like, the smartest dumb person. Um, <laughs> Um, like I'm going, I'll give you an example. I'm going to school at Columbia university and I study nutrition. I burn everything in the kitchen and I don't know how to cook. We'll take it as smart. You're still smart. So it's fine. I'm still smart, but I'm like, there's just some, like, I don't know where things are on a map. I don't know. I just did not learn geography. Um, so there's a couple things where it's like, Ooh, like what's going on there? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Starbucks Starbucks or sure. And what's one thing you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to starting my dietetic internship, graduating from my master's program at Columbia and starting my clinical rotations. Got that. Well, this was it for this episode. Thank you so much for talking (laughs) with us today. This was so, so much fun. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. If you can go ahead and just shout out your social media and like what people can yep, find TikTok you. TikTok and Instagram. I am Abby, A-B-B-I-E dot Stacier, S-T-A-S-I-O-R. Perfect. This is it, guys. Make sure to follow the Let's Talk Pod on Instagram for regular updates. As always, remember to open up, share, and connect. I'll see you in my next episode. Bye.